Welcome to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who finished all ten seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I'm Laura the Human. And I'm KK, also the human. This is Chapter 2.23, Video Makers, boarded by Somalay Xiaphone, Kent Osborne, and David C. Smith. In this episode of Come Along With Me... Mmm, check, please! <laughs> This podcast contains full spoilers for all at Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. Finn and Jake are hosting a movie club, and the whole gang has gathered to watch old pre-Mushroom War films they've dug up. However, this time they notice a warning at the beginning of the film, saying that all unlicensed viewing of the copyrighted material is against the law. Concerned, the club is cut short, but everyone still wants to meet up next week. Finn and Jake instead set out to make their own movie, but quickly butt heads over editorial direction. Finn wants an action adventure, while Jake wants a romantic comedy. Over the next week, the argument between their two perspectives grows more and more heated. Finally comes the day of the big debut, and it turns out the final film is neither. Instead, BMO has edited the film into a montage of the brothers' sweetest moments and begs them to put aside their differences and be friends again. Finn and Jake realize Bimo was right and make up, much to the joy of everyone. This episode is pure. I love it. It is. It's very pure. And I don't know. I'm I because I've done so much artistic work that is a collaboration either with you or just other people, I feel film especially is a art form that requires collaboration to a certain extent. I'm a sucker for stories about kind of the difficulties inherent in that you know yes well yes well uh hopefully when you're collaborating with someone you don't have completely a different ideas about the genre ideally but <laughs> yes. remember when we wrote a book together and you were like i want it to be a modern day coffee shop romance and i was like i want it to be a fantasy adventure story and then we our friendship got torn apart until our little <laughs> robot friend helped us out i do remember that that was that was pretty epic yeah, it was wild. Favorite part? What was that for you? <sighs> My favorite part? I don't know. I mean, Slime Princess getting potentially eaten by crocodiles and then comes up smooching one was pretty good. That's on brand for her. It's yeah. It's be said. Oh, what about you? What's your favorite part? I just really liked Bimo's song at the end. It was cute. Also, I don't know why I said that when the best part is clearly, mm, check, please. Mm, check, please. <laughs> Uh, my husband and I absolutely say that all the time. <laughs> it's just, I guess I had never, by coincidence, when I first watched this episode, I had seen very few films that actually use that joke. I'm not sure why. Maybe I was just a little too young to have, like, been in when that was, like, the joke in every modern day comedy. Um, <laughs> so this came off as extra weird for me the first time, but, uh. With a little more context looking back, it's a pretty good game that they keep making this joke and they have zero idea why it's even meant to be funny. <laughs> I think this is the first time they say Mushroom War. Yes, I noticed that. And can we take a moment to appreciate what a great name the Great Mushroom War is? 
seriously, it's evocative and whimsical, which is kind of Adventure Time's jam. And it, it does get the sense of, like, something that would catch on by, like, a new generation who don't really know what happened or any of the details. All they know is there were mushrooms and they killed a lot of people. Yeah. So that's wild. I also just love the setup for this entire conflict, which is they're watching old VA's desk tapes and they get that little warning at the beginning about unlicensed viewing of these films are against the law. And they're like, oh, that sounds serious. We better not mess with that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They're not particular rule followers, Finn and Jake, but... Uh, except when they are. They're not rule except followers. Except when they are. Except when they yeah. are. And it especially speaks to me because I know I when I was a kid and that would come up in front of, like, whenever, you know, a teacher brought in, brought in a film to play in front of the class and there was that sign. I was like, is this against the law? I guess it's not because the teacher's doing it, but why isn't it? Oh. They say federal law. And I'm like, do you even know what that is, y'all? Federal law? <laughs> Because the U.S. government does not exist anymore. It hasn't for a long time. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, The very beginning, uh, Finn is pouring drinks for everyone, and he uses the same cup, which is kind of, you know, hand-wavy cartoon, whatever, except that apparently the runes on it translates to cup of many ales. So very D&D reference, which again has been- What do you mean he uses the same cup? I don't understand he is it's a pitcher and he's pouring out different drinks for everyone right like lsp gets a diet cola tree trunks gets apple juice oh you mean every single the drink came out of the same pitcher every time yes yes every different drink comes out of the same pitcher but the runic code calls it the cup of many ale so it actually like is a makes sense oh i love that and i did like how everybody got a cup that kind of suited them like uh tree trunks is, was like a little glass shaped like an apple oh i didn't notice that yeah it was re- i i just and i liked how everybody's drinks sort of matched them uh like uh, lsp had a diet soda that she looked very unenthused about <laughs> and pb brought her own drink which was some sort of sapient pink goo it was for sure alive yes it was for sure alive which Dictator watch miniature. And this is the first time Shelby, the word that lives in Jake's Viola, shows up. You can just call me Shelby. I love Shelby so much. Me too. Shelby's a great character. And I especially love how many times they specify Shelby, the worm that lives in Jake's Viola. It's great. It's nice that PB and Marcy can go to a film club together, huh? Yes, but conspicuously, Marceline is like only appears as an arm for the very first time you see her. Like, mm, she's avoiding pe- being too close to PB, isn't she? Mm-hmm. She is. Um, and I just want to shout out both PB and Marcy's outfits in the- this app. Yes, uh, they're very good. I like PB in the casual like hoodie. and It's super cozy. I love me a, co- a-, a cozy hoodie. It's my jam. So she really rocks that. And then also she wears that amazing Greek dress in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's good. Greco-Roman princess bubblegum. Didn't know I needed it. And it kind of gels with what you were saying a couple episodes ago, where, like, she just has so many fashions from so many different time periods that they all kind of (laughs) don't mesh together. But They don't, but it's great. And then Marcy's wearing, like, a nice gray flannel, uh, flannel thing going on. 
Yes, she's very, very soft butch. Very soft butch. Uh, so this was PB, uh, PB and Marcy Corner. Uh, you know we're watching. We're watching. <laughs> uh, and then she's actually, PB is wearing her Rainicorn shirt again in the last scene. Oh, I didn't and, notice that. Uh, I love yeah. that they apparently, I don't know, made merchandise for Lady. <laughs> I would wear Lady Rainicorn merch. I know, but if you may, if I came over to your place and you were wearing socks with my face on it, I might be a little weirded out. <laughs> if you were a beautiful unicorn rainbow, though, maybe a little different. Okay, sure. If I was a beautiful rainbow unicorn, maybe that would be different. There's a lot of good candy cameos in this one. There are. Um, There's uh, it, the cupcake strongman, Mr. Cupcake. Uh, yes, Mr. Cupcake. You're playing Todd Johnson, which I... <laughs> that's a really good bit. Like, <laughs> what? And so, like, the joke in this one is that they're acting out a scene between... Mr. Cupcake and Lady Rancorn, where do they get married? And then Jake gets legit jealous. If I recall, during that one shipping episode, all the little people in like season five or whatever, where Finn gets really into like shipping little sapient miniature versions of themselves, isn't that one of the ships that happens? It's, I, there might even be one more reference like for sure that happens in that episode and i think the thread of like mr cupcake x lady rain of corn is is brought up at least one other time besides that uh, oh jake you you can be so defensive at times usually you're so confident in your relationship with her you know i like that jake is jealous of cupcake's muscles like he can't just shape shift muscles whenever he wants i thought you liked your body Jake. Right. <laughs> You're really sending us conflicting signals here, buddy. Yeah, you really are. I like during the bit where, like, BMO's going around just taking videos of literally everything. Finn's like, front shot, front shot. Well, BMO is clearly behind somebody. <laughs> How do we feel about uh, the true OTP, Peppermint Butler and LSP? Uh, well... Peppermint Butler is gay, so I it's it's it, presuming he wasn't it's interesting. I just don't <laughs> think it's gonna work out. I just no. don't think it's gonna work out. Um, I mean, I could definitely see Peppermint Butler sacrificing LSP for a dark ritual. <laughs> oh no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> uh, it's the first time we've seen Pep Butt since um, Wizard City came out. Uh, it's kind of good seeing the classic version. Yeah. Love, love, love me some Pep Butt. Yeah, still a little, little salty about how uh, Wizard City portrayed him. So I'm enjoying his more nuanced portrayal in the, the older episodes. I'll say that much. So when Jake writes the note to BMO, he spells it B-E-E-M-O, which I think is interesting. I feel like yeah. that's ret- retconned. In the Mo episodes, because it's Amo, Bimo, Simo. So my question is: A, is this showing greater familiarity, like it's a nickname almost, or is it that Finn is so stupid and not great with writing that he can't do it, even though Bimo is literally written on Bimo's side? Um, and I did like the detail of like, they didn't, neither of them said only put in the action stuff, only put in the romance stuff. They specifically said, put in the best stuff. And of course, Bimo is an adorable little robot. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they took that interpretation as they would. Did it really take them 20 hours to edit that though? Well, specifically she, he, 
uh, what BMO said was, you shot 20 hours of stuff, so it'll probably take me 20 hours to to edit, which I don't think is true, but uh, I think BMO was maybe creatively lying to get them off his back. <laughs> which, you know, that's fair. I wish I could turn myself off when people start fighting around me. Um, I don't know if this fully counts as linguistics biz, but uh, Finn says, wow, like really pop, like wow, pee, really pops the pee on it. Wow. I, can, I don't think I can do that, but whelp. No, not whelp. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying that. Whelp. Wow. <laughs> this is good audio. Good audio. People are loving yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then another one of my favorite moments is at the end of the movie, everyone is clapping very concernedly. <laughs> <They're> like, uh... <laughs> they, they seem concerned, but I did think they seemed happy that they made up because it can't be fun being, you know, helping film uh, a film when film a film, helping film a movie when the two directors are clearly at each other's throats. True. True that. Um, the movie they try to watch at the beginning is Heat Signature 3, which is interesting because there's an episode called Heat Signature, uh, I think at the end of season two, the one where Marceline and the ghosts. tricks yeah, tricks them into thinking they're, they've become vampires. Yeah, so I guess at some point they must have gotten over this. Maybe somebody finally explained to them. <laughs> Not sure who that would have been precisely. Maybe uh, Ice King in one of his more lucid moments. Maybe. I mean, right, it's not an unauthorized viewing. You're just showing it at your house. You're not charging money for it. <laughs> yes, but I, I do stand by that it's, the language is unclear in those warnings. I, I stand by that. <laughs> Ice King is like the only main character not in this episode. Have you yeah. noticed, did you notice that? I did notice that because this is definitely, if this episode had been set in like season six instead, Ice King would have been there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. But this is back when he was still nominally a villain, so. <laughs> Man, we haven't had an Ice King episode in so long. You're right. I think the last one was the Nice King episode, right? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. But no, this is just such a sweet episode. Uh, I love how it shows off both Finn and Jake's friendship. I love how it shows everybody as, like, a friend group, which is something I always like from TV, where it's not just, like, all these people presumably know each other but you wouldn't know it um and also i i like that we get so much of bimo's personality as a little sassy robot who nonetheless super cares for its friends yeah that's cute yeah for sure okay laura uh what is your media rec for us today I'm going to recommend a book series that I've recently got super into. It's called The Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells. And I did it because it's about a robot. It's not really a robot, but it kind of is a robot. Uh, And it's about, to a very large extent, kind of like the power of fiction. It's the far future, and a lot of society has fallen to the worst ills of late-stage capitalism including the production of security human-robot hybrids who are, you know, uh, programmed to obey whatever their company makes them do. And our uh, protagonist, uh, the titular murder bot, uh, hacks its governor module and considers briefly going on a murderous rampage and killing everyone in revenge, and then realizes that it can access all the TV shows on its company's satellites and decides it's just really going to get into soap operas. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's um, very much this the story about its search for personhood and the friendships it makes with both various humans and robots. Uh, and it's for a, a book series that has the title Murderbot in it. It's uh, just extremely sweet and extremely wholesome. If you like some sci-fi about taking down capitalism, highly recommend it. You've been squeeing about these books for a few weeks now. I've been really squeeing cute. about these books. I, I I like it when I get something I can just really get my teeth into. And sometimes it's tough, you know. You can go you can go months or years without getting something that really that really grabs me like this. Thank you for joining KK and Laura the Humans on Come Along With Me. You can email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three. And Instagram and Tumblr at adventuretimepod. Now come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. Mm-hmm.